The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. Can I get an amen? Welcome, ladies and gents. It is Amen Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. Episode 256, we are at war. Time to figure out how we're going to attack the enemy. Welcome back. Those of you uh, going, hey, you're random. I know. Again, I warned you the past couple episodes, which... It's probably been a little while. I hadn't looked back at exactly how long it's been, but you know, that's, that's what you get. You get a, a amens. Have you noticed you don't always get the same amount of amens every week? That's a preacher thing. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about at all. Sorry. I'm shaking off the rust. I'm just talking. I'm, just, I'm talking here. Um, I did feel like I wanted to do a, some podcast episodes surrounding this series of messages that I've been preaching uh, at our little church, Freedom Family Church in Siler City, uh, which some of you listen to that are listening, you can go here. You're like, yeah, I know. I know who you are. Duh. But just in case, for those that may be uninitiated, we are in the middle of a series called This Means War. I definitely encourage you to go back, uh, listen, and watch or watch you have to listen and watch i mean unless you're just looking for a different sensory experience but uh, the videos uh are on face not on facebook anymore they're on youtube and also we're putting them over at our website along with the audio lovesiler.com so you can go back and i'll put a link in the description to that where you can go back and watch those sermons but uh we were talking about spiritual warfare I know you're like, wait, we're at war. Yes, if you are a Christian, we're not talking about necessarily a physical altercation. We're talking about a spiritual battle in the unseen realm. It's clear throughout scripture that uh, anybody who is a believer is, we've got an enemy. We talked about that enemy um, this past week, which just gives me one more chance to use my sound clip here. Who was it? Who could it possibly be? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Satan. It didn't get the laughs I thought it would when I I, I tried to do that the other week. I was like, "It's Satan!" And everyone's like, "What?" I'm like, "Y'all need y'all need to get right. Y'all need to." Dana Carvey is a legend. Anyway, um, yeah, we were talking about Satan and his demons, and uh, for those of you that, that honestly, there was many of us brought up in church that never heard some of the scriptures we've been diving into. And so that means if you, if you barely knew this enemy existed, if you thought that this was just metaphorical, like this was just, um, poetic maybe, and not actual, then finding out that to the extent that there are pushbacks against your Christian walk, your Christian faith, it should start to make sense why it's so much harder to wake up on a Sunday morning versus a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or even Saturday, right? Uh, it should make sense that you can read those ridiculous gossip magazines no problem but we sit down to read the word of god and you're confused and you're distracted and you're tired that's that's one for me that's when i know the enemy is as at work when i've just slammed a monster energy drink and i sit down to read my bible and i'm like 
Oh man, I could really take it out right now. Yeah, it's because there is a, an actual spiritual force pushing back against you, trying to separate you from God. And we learned this past week that, uh, according to the Apostle Paul, that nothing can ever separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That that they're trying, and the only for a Christian, the only victory that that the enemy is going to have is if we choose to let him. We have the winning strategy. We have the power uh, to do that because it's given to us through Christ. And so, what I wanted to do is take a few minutes, and I'm going to really. I think we talked for like an hour, hour and 15 in my life group this week. Um, if you don't know, our church does these things called life groups where we we get into more uh, specific Bible studies or sometimes it's just hanging out and eating a meal together and um, pray, praying for each other. Um, my life group has been kind of further unpacking the spiritual warfare topic. And um, so after this sermon this past Sunday that I did on on satan and his demons i wanted to talk about how we can pray against them and so what i want to do today is give you uh, 10 prayers that we can pray against uh, our enemy satan now again if you're not a believer uh, trust and understand while you may not be the direct enemy of satan uh, actually you could be uh, the Bible kind of teaches us that we are we belong to the enemy until we are redeemed back from him. That the idea is that you were created for God to be with God, to exercise his rule and reign and make his kingdom come on earth here is in heaven and then one day in heaven forever and ever. But in the but th- th- there's there's this thing called free will. And there, there can be no love without free will. You can't force someone to love you. That's not really love. And God wants our true genuine love and 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 we he wants us to choose him and so in that there are some that don't and haven't or as as romans 5 i believe says you know we were all his enemy at one point so in this war either uh you start out as god's enemy but while we were still enemies he died for us so that we can switch teams and now uh, we are on the side of good. We are on the side of our creator, and we still have an enemy, but that enemy uh, we need to defeat through prayer. Prayer is the – now, there's other actions that you can do in the physical realm, uh, you know, standing for truth, uh, avoiding sin and, and crucifying your flesh and doing all these these biblical righteous things that Satan, but there are some prayers that you can pray as well. And I want to kind of give you the, if nothing else, and again, there is no, there's no power in these magic words, right? I'm not trying to give you magic words to pray so that if you just pray this prayer and say it this way, Satan will be defeated. Let me tell you, the only way that you defeat Satan is if the Holy Spirit is in you and that you are living according to that Holy Spirit. And then you pray, right? That's kind of the... The thing is, you, you don't have any authority apart from yourself, uh, but we can use the, the gift of the Holy Spirit to pray against uh, the devil and his enemies and our enemies. Sorry, I'm just, there's like some, is, is there an alien ship coming outside of my studio? Oh, it's a dump truck. Cool. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I thought I was about to get abducted. I'd have been like, oh, no, the rapture's coming. Hey, man, Brother Ben, follow follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so 
<laughs> anyway, here's some prayers against Satan that you can pray. First thing, you can pray that God would crush the devil and his forces. Right? That, that's, I know that sounds mean, but Romans 16.20 says the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. Right? So, again, you got to use the grace of God to put the button whooping on Satan. Right, and that's just kind of a fulfillment of what happens in Genesis three. If you go back to when when God first curses our enemy, the devil, uh, he he says that he makes this prophecy about Jesus, talking about you'll bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. And uh, we now understand that to mean that yeah, you 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 can get some licks in, but Jesus has the ultimate victory. So we should pray that God crushes the devil and his forces. We also need to pray that God would bind. Satan and his forces. So again, if you're looking for prayers to pray, um, you can say, Lord, please bind Satan and his forces. Matthew 12, 29 says, who is powerful enough to enter the house of the strong man like Satan and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. So I talked to my life group the other night about how the, the enemy has taken things from you. They have taken relationships, blessings, all sorts of stuff through his attack on your relationship with God and his temptation for you to sin. And so you need to go, you need to roll up into his house, kick down the door. Don't do that alone. Do that with the spirit of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And this is all, this is all in prayer that you need to basically in, in prayer, you need to go in there and plunder his goods. You need to take back what God has given to you that he has taken away from you. And so you got to bind Satan so that he can stop stealing from you. Um, so pray that prayer, pray that God would silence the devil and his forces. All right. Mark one twenty five says, Jesus commanded the evil spirit. Be quiet. Come out of this man. Sometimes you need to silence the whisper of the enemy. Now, again, if you are a believer, if you're a Christian, you cannot be possessed by a demon and, he, and the demons and the devil cannot read your thoughts, but they can read your body language. They can read your face. They do have many, 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 many years of practice. And so sometimes we need to tell him to hush. We need to tell him, as the King of Queens would say, shuddy, shuddy. Right, the, the, the lies of the enemy that get whispered to you and get whispered to the ones you love, you need to, in prayer, have God silence him so that he does not have these effects on you. Um, another thing you should pray is that God would destroy the works of the enemy. That's what 1 John 3, 8 says. The Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. That's what Jesus does. That's what he did on the cross, ultimately, and that's what his presence does in your life. So the works of the enemy are not just the lies that he whispers, but the results of his corruption, the broken relationships, the stress, the uh, extra uh, division, the, the, sin, the, the sin that comes out of it, the lust, the envy, the greed, all that stuff that it is a result of the enemy's uh, control and power. Because like I said last week, even Jesus says the, that Satan has control of this world right now. And so uh, there are a lot of results and consequences of that. And so we want to pray that, that God would destroy those results and those works. Uh, number five is that we should rebuke satan and his forces rebukes one of those old kind of king james version words uh that means basically to change direction 
to cause them to change direction, right? When you rebuke something, you're like, eh, other way, right? And so Jude 1 9 says, Michael, this is now, Michael was an archangel. From all that I can tell in scripture, he was a bad mamma jamma. He was one of the highest and most powerful spiritual beings under Jesus. And it says, Michael did not dare condemn the devil with insulting words, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Again, this is a reminder. The power of you ain't nothing. You cannot do anything against the enemy apart from the power of God. And so we, we're, we're, we're faithing God. We're believing that God would turn them away from us, would change the direction of the attack. Uh, the, uh, the King David at one point talks about uh, taking his enemies and turning their schemes upon themselves. I love praying that prayer against the enemy, right? The, the schemes that he's trying to hatch, they would, they would, uh, come up with reverse with reverse inverted opposite results um another thing that you can pray is that pray with god, that god would cast out all evil spirits and not let them return right and i know this makes you sound like a catholic priest or something and that's for some of y'all kind of weird but um there are examples all throughout scripture of jesus and uh, disciples casting out uh kind of telling the enemy get to step in Right, Mark nine twenty five says Jesus rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit who makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. He called him out, and that's what we need to do. We need to cast out, and we need to follow up with that that kind of prayer that never bother me again with this. Leave me in, in with the authority and the power of Jesus that lives in you cast out this enemy attack and the, and the enemy's presence uh and, and don't let him come back lock the door behind him put pray angels and and protection uh around your home and around your relationships so that uh there's a better chance that you won't be fighting this battle all over again prayer number seven is that god would shield all of our loved ones from being used by the enemy so that's the thing is we can pray ourselves up but but the enemy knows well it, I might not be able to get to you, but let me get at you through someone you love. And I was, we talked in our life group about how um, there was that one person in our life that the devil loves to use against us. And maybe that particular person that the enemy goes, oh, <laughs> I know how to get them, right? And, and they use uh, something, some type of distress or some type of temptation in that relationship to pull you off the path of righteousness, to take your focus off of Jesus and, uh, and again, we, we see this example in Matthew 16, 23, it says, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You do not have the mind, you don't not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns, the enemy. And again, by the way, I don't, I don't know if Jesus was calling Peter the actual devil, Right, that seems a whole lot more offensive. Or if he was basically saying that Peter was partnering with the devil or be, making himself at what, what Satan means in the original language, which is an accuser or an opponent. He's like, whoa, 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 you're squaring off against me because you're trying to pull me out of God's plan. God had a plan for Jesus. He knew it. He needed to die. He needed to go to the cross, die for our sins. Peter's like, no. Never that, never that. Why? No, Jesus, that's not going to happen to you. And he tried to push back against the plan of God. And and Peter meant well, by the way. This is big and something you need to make sure you understand that there are people in your life that they may mean well, and they may not even understand that they're doing this, but they're being used by your enemy 
to manipulate, to tempt, to pull you off and away from God's plan for your life. They will try to, there's so many different ways that they can do it. It's so subtle sometimes. And so sometimes you just have to cast that out and, and say, the devil, stop using these people that I love that are supposed to be a blessing for me. Stop using them to try to wreck my ship. Try to uh, pull me off the path that you have me on. That's why you need to set up boundaries, good boundaries for those that don't know that they're being used, right? Because you don't, it's going to be damaging for you to go. Your, you know, your grandma calls you, and and you sense that your grandma is is accidentally uh, being used by the enemy to try to tempt you to to not do something you're supposed to do. You don't want to call your grandma the devil, like right off the bat, like that may damage some relationships. But you just need to set up good boundaries. But then for those that willingly partner that continually are that temptation for you you need to uh pray for destruction of that that relationship i have i have destroyed friendships on purpose because i realized i mean i'm not saying i was mean or rude to them but i just i just put a put a bullet in it so to speak i put a knife in it um in that friendship in that relationship because i knew that it was taking me away from god instead of pushing me towards him and and his relationship is more important um the eighth prayer that you can pray against the enemy is that God would deliver us from Satan and his forces, right? To deliver us from our enemy. Um, that's why, again, part of this, this little thing called the Lord's Prayer that you probably heard of, Matthew six thirteen, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. There are times where you need a uh, you need a rescue. You need a you need a hand up. You need a quick exit, and so sometimes you may be in a situation where you need to ask God to rescue you from the enemy's influence and the enemy's uh, attacks. Um, number nine is that God would humiliate the enemy. He would humiliate them. This is a this is a prayer when I pray when I'm mad, when I'm so ticked off at the enemy for what he's trying to do in my life that I just when I pray I'm just like Lord just just shame him just do because you know that's what jesus did on the cross colossians 2 15 jesus put to shame he humiliated the enemy it's it's like i told the same story to my life group where like, i remember losing one time uh to a i was at a school that will not be named uh, a loss to a school that will not be named but i remember playing them in basketball back in the day and they beat us like 84 to 12 or 94 96 to 12 it was ridiculous it was a humiliating loss because it wasn't even close and i want that to be the type of uh defeats the type of l's you're giving your enemy that it's not even close that that you are so prayed up in the spirit you are so on fire for god you are so firm in your convictions you have covered yourself and your family and your friends and your relationships so well in prayer that the enemy's attempts are going to be like Oh, that's embarrassing for you. Like you tried, bless your heart, but you, but cause greater is he that is in you. If you are in Christ, then greater that is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And it's, it's not even close, right? So we need to pray that God would just humiliate the enemy. So maybe he'll go, you know, what? I'm not picking that fight again, right? I, I, I tried homeboy last week and I got dealt a loss. So maybe I'm going to move on to somebody else. Uh, and then the last thing that we need to pray is we need to pray that God would cleanse our hearts and lives of all the sinful works that our enemy has has pushed us towards. Now, we are all 
ultimately responsible for our sin. I all, this is something I'll probably remind our church this weekend. Look, you sin. This is you. Stop blaming the devil for everything. But let's understand that that the enemy partners, uh, or the enemy makes it worse. The enemy partners with you uh, to to wreak all sorts of sinful things in your life. And so. We need to be cleansed. Now, we were once and for all cleansed in the eyes of God uh, by Jesus' blood on the cross, right? So we, we got to understand that, that, that if we, like, forget to pray this prayer and then we get hit by a car and God's not going to be like, uh, you too dirty, you didn't, you didn't cleanse yourself before you came, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to send you to hell. No, that's not how that works, right? He, when he sees us, he sees the righteousness of, of Jesus, but for our own sakes, for our own, for our family's sakes, for the sake of our, our, our right nows, uh, we need to ask that God would cleanse ourselves from, from all of the effects of the enemy. Hebrews 9.14 says, how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciousness, consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship our living God. It's not about getting into heaven or hell in this particular verse it's about effectively worshiping or serving god that if you do not cleanse yourself uh, regularly in prayer um, then it's it's gonna hinder your ability to worship and serve god and, and it's gonna hinder your closeness with him you'll be saved but you will be missing out on so many of the good benefits of a close relationship with him. That's why we sometimes need to plead the blood of Jesus Christ. That's a prayer my mentor taught me uh, that I pray like whenever I miss mess up a situation, I plead when I mess up with my wife, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus down on my marriage. Cleanse it. Crucify the sin that's within it and get rid of it and make it make it what you want it to be. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ down upon my kids when they're exposed to things that they shouldn't be exposed to. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ down upon my church when this when sin gets in and like gangrene starts to take effect. And, and the the blood of Jesus that ultimately saved us will also wash and cleanse your daily lives so that you can worship and serve the living God. And that's what we're here to do. So I hope these prayers help you. you may have to, I know I kind of went off fast on these. These are That's a lot. This is 10 prayers in like 22 minutes here. Um, my life group's going, we talked for an hour. Why couldn't you do it this quickly? I know. We had good conversation though, didn't we? Anyway, um, <laughs> if you have any questions, I'm always available via email, pastorben at lovesiler, Love. S-I-L-E-R, Love Siler, like Siler City, lovesiler.com, Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com. You can also send me messages or voicemail thingies uh, through amenben.com. And uh, maybe we'll do some more of these, you know, as, as time allows, because there's so much more in spiritual warfare that we need to be understanding so that we can win this war on a day-to-day basis. We'll talk again soon. We love you. Amen, Brother Ben.